All right, everybody, welcome back to the Northwest Method Express. I'm Jonathan and I'm with Tony again, and we're going to talk about a, a, something a little bit different than the last two episodes where we were really focused on our new book. This one, we're going to talk about where it really all started, because this was even pre-pandemic. You started filming videos for our pro students, I guess, but I mean, give, give us a little bit of, a, of an input as to you know, what you were doing there. Well, again, it goes back to the fact that today's learners need visuals and not just pictures, but the moving pictures work quite well for them. But the fact that they were coming to us and said, well, chef, I saw somebody on YouTube do a holidays this way. And so obviously people are looking for content on their on their phones and if video was starting to mean a lot to them why don't we have our own in fact it's it's i think it's imperative for a school that's that shows a lot of technical skills to have video content because we we just do a show and tell we do a live show of of, of the technique but if there's a q and a there's a lack of flow all of a sudden. They can't see details right up close. So it's getting in touch with the 21st century. Yeah. And we started to play with it. I think we were all thinking that this is this is the future of the school. And then, of course, March 15th accelerated that so quite dramatically. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because once we basically had to shut down for a certain period, because we really didn't know, you know what was going on, you know, there was six of us that were actually still coming into the school every day and we split into two groups and and just filmed so many videos we have such a backlog of videos that even if people were to take some of the courses that we're offering there's still 90 percent of the videos that we filmed that are still not out there yet well what was interesting about that moment in our in our school's history is that uh, you know march 15th there was that panic moment yeah. Okay, we're shutting down the school and there's five weeks left in the term. What's going to happen? And then we gathered and right away came up with the solution that, well, we have a facility where we can we can videotape everything. We have our phones yeah. and there's platforms out there that the students actually brought to our attention prior so we can we can communicate the content through yeah. video. Mind you, it was a bit amateurish, but... We got it done. Yeah. And then we realized that, well, it's not just for this term. I think we need to get it done probably for the future. And that's when we started to upgrade our skills. But it was by necessity, even though it was pointing in that uh, direction for the longest time. The interesting thing about that was it was really twofold. We did it A, out of necessity. But I think that once we realized that this could work, we started to investigate a more professional format that wouldn't always just be for our students that all of a sudden there was a market that was growing because of the pandemic that we didn't really think was there before this is an untapped market of people who first of all they they're stuck in their homes or they're not in vancouver where we are and you know that we believe after 17 years of being in business that we have a we have a a process that works and maybe there's people outside of those who can come into our classroom physically who might want to partake in that 
Well, yeah, and, and again, what started as something that was done to satisfy the needs for the pro students in in that moment, yes, we realized is the opportunity for our non-pro students who can't come to us physically to yes. still have access to our education, and that's I think when we started to realize the importance of investigating this a bit further and and making that bigger dive into doing it ourselves. And I think that's the other thing. It's not as if we didn't do videos prior. I mean, we did. We were thinking about this for a long time and we've had, I think, two teams come and videotape some of our techniques so that our students can have access, especially our pro students have access to those techniques as homework. That was interesting. The, the problem is it's almost like when you, you have an interior uh, decorator come to your house and they have ideas that are interesting, but then once you commit to the interior designer, they start throwing other ideas that are probably not your style and you're sort of stuck. Yeah. And I think with the videos, we realize that it, it's got to be us teaching it. Yeah. which means it's got to be us also editing it and writing it and deciding, you know, when to stop the camera, when to, when to come in, when to come out, what kind of color we want, all these little features that are very personal. And I think that was, that was the interesting part from my end, especially when I started to get into the editing part, because I have a bit of a theater background. So doing something live is easier for me, but something with film was a bit trickier even though I love film and I love editing and all that. But I think, and speak of courage, getting into a, a complicated app, because I wanted to use an app that was a bit more sophisticated. Yeah. And, but it was, I mean, uh, here's, the, here's the thing about it though, using yeah. LumaFusion, it, it was difficult to get into, but once you actually know the nuts and bolts of it, it becomes so much more accessible, right? It's, yeah, but, but I, I'm not gonna lie to you, the first time I opened up the app, <laughs> I, I was sweating. Yeah. And again, I have had that moment. What what did I get into? But it's it's well organized. And like like again, once you start learning a couple of the techniques, some of the basic core techniques of of the app, it uh, gives you the courage to move forward. Which is you know this this is what we do with it, with our students when it comes to techniques. These are the core techniques. This is what's going to get you started and move you forward. Yeah. And give you the courage to channel other more complex techniques to be a bit more creative. Yeah. You know, it, it's amazing. That happened with me with LumaFusion. That's what we tell our students. And that's why I stuck with it. Because, you know, you, you, yeah. you, you, gotta, you gotta do what you preach. Speaking yeah, of doing what I, you preach, though, I just want to go back to one thing. How did you learn how to use LumaFusion? What, what teaching method was there? It was videos. Well, right? I have to admit, the guy who, uh, I don't know if he's the person that, that invented LumaFusion, but he's, he does these, these lessons and he's sitting in a big chair. He's, he's, he's very confident. He's very clear. And he was easy to follow. And I was really impressed by, by how he made it very simple. What was impressive to me is that this guy knows how to teach. Yeah. Because not everybody knows how to teach something, especially online. It's, 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 it's harder than, than people think it is. Yeah. And he did a very good job in, in just getting me started, making me feel comfortable to, okay, to dig in. Yeah. And, and then it was just a matter of just going for it. And, you know, you make a lot of mistakes. You got to figure things out as you go. It's that, again, the same thing that we tell our students. You got to 
you, you got to persist. You, you got to put in the time. You, you got to f- figure things out. You got to have that discipline. So I, I gave myself an hour every day. Every day, I'm going to put an hour. Now I'm averaging maybe five, six hours a day. <laughs> you know what, one of those screen time apps. They're, they're going to tell you. Well, it tells me, you know, I remember because I don't use my, my laptop for for much you know i right now 80 percent of it is is yeah the other 20 percent. well that's nobody's business but, uh, <laughs> i don't know if we have to edit I, that i'm not gonna i don't know whether i want to edit that out or not let's just but yeah. <laughs> but but you know my screen time went up by about 300 percent ever since yeah. i got LumaFusion. so well and and i think the other interesting point about just the videos in general in the format that that we use you were talking about the technique videos that we we originally had uh filmed by actually the brother of a former student of ours and we we had a very specific visual there was no narration there was basically just the natural sounds yeah and it was a beginning to end not a say it's not a single cut but it certainly was not broken down and it was really very much like, and you and I talked about this before, was this whole concept of edutainment as opposed to an educational experience. Yes. And we wanted something that was completely different than what was on the market right now. So, you know, why don't you talk a little bit about how we wanted to break the videos down? Yeah. So I think that was, that was interesting because as a collective with the two people that helped us do the videos, and again, that was an interesting creative process because they know their craft, we know our craft, and all of a sudden we have to learn each other's crafts yeah. to figure something out. So that, I think when two different kinds of artists, either they, they fight each other or they respect each other's uh, craft and learn yeah. and figure something really interesting. And that's what we did. So the fact that there was no voiceover to, or voice to narrate what's going on in the video, we're just filming the technique itself, focusing on the motions. I think that gave us an idea of how to deliver a package for a video. So we look at the way people look at film. So, you know, the way if you're going to if you're going to see a film and you want to know more about it, you watch a trailer. So we said, OK, that, that's that's smart. Let's do a trailer. So we do a 20 second trailer of, of the technique. And the thing with techniques is that there's always key steps. There's there's essential steps that. If you miss the first step, this, even if you get the second and third right, it, it's not going to work. So we focus on the key plot points, the key steps to have success. And then a longer video that has uh, some voiceover, you and I talking just, just, just about some details about that video. So by the time somebody's seen all of it, the whole package, they have a very good idea of how to get in the kitchen and and tackle this. Well, and we'll get a little bit more into how we've packaged the actual courses in in the next episode but i agree with you and i and i think very much what we filmed originally was something that it was almost inspirational i mean when we showed those videos to students both pro and enthusiast you could hear a pin drop in the room yeah because it was exceptionally engaging i'm not sure how educational it would be given that you know, you're dealing with anything from an eight to 15 minute video. And if somebody would wanted to actually replicate that, they'd have to be constantly hitting pause. Oh, I missed that. I have to go back another 15 seconds. How do I do that? And I think 
one of the things that we learned from that process was that we probably you know need to break it down and that's where the plot points came in i wanted to add to what you just said is that um what i really enjoyed about the process of doing those first videos is that there was a lot of pride on on everybody's end on our end plotting out the technique itself and, and writing it and scripting it and from their end editing it and that in creating that video that really engages i think engagement is so important in Absolutely. in learning yeah so perfect well we'll pick up on this in the uh, the next episode but i'm jonathan again and i'm with tony and we shall talk to you shortly